This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Normally, being a little extra might be a bit much, but not when it comes to healthcare. That's why United Healthcare's Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, supplement your primary plan so you manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Hello. Welcome. If anybody ever wants to see like a perfect example of like when people are like, oh, I don't really notice like things in film. And when you people comment on cinematography, if you want to know what bad cinematography is, you watch a Power Rangers movie because you don't even know where they are. That Power Rangers movie. We're oh. not going to talk about the ones of the past that came out in the 90s. The 10,000 other ones. No, no. We're talking about the first one. And I keep. No, I, no, no. I'm talking about th- there was a big like picture one that came out oh no no i'm talking about the most recent the the most recent one the most recent um and i don't want to keep attributing it to becky g because like it i'm calling it becky g's power rangers but like she is in no way at fault for the film atrocities that were committed it was the only movie so kyle's obsessed like kyle lived and breathed power rangers 
What's that like? <laughs> yeah, she can't relate. And he wanted to go see it in theaters. We went in theaters. And despite me being high out of my mind, I pulled something that I only do when a movie is so, so bad. Like, I love seeing a bad movie in theaters. Like, I will go multiple times to a bad movie in theaters. I will tell everybody, like, we got to go see this movie. It's so bad. Let's pay $25 to go see it in theaters. Like, I love that. And again, I'm high. I saw fucking, like, Minions whatever, like, without ever seeing the earlier ones. Leo and I went to go see the Kingsman, like, sequel. And, like, we leaned over, like, an hour. And I leaned over him and go, is this the sequel? And he goes, I figured that out a while ago. Neither of us saw the first one. So, like, my standards, low. I went out and went to the bathroom. And Were then I, you with Sydney too when this happened? Which one? When you went to go see the Power Ranger movie. I don't know. Maybe. I didn't. No, me and Kendall were at the movie theater. Oh, did we see you there? No, no, no. You and Kyle and Sydney walked past us, but didn't realize you walked past us. And then I called out and then you came back and you were high that day too. So oh, yeah. I didn't know if it was the same day. Ooh, good question. But we were at the th- movie theater, but you weren't going to the movie oh, theater. Oh, no. I think we were just high at the mall. Yeah. But uh, I forgot about that. (laughs) I do remember it now, though. And I like left the theater and I went pee. And then I just sat in that little hallway for like 15 minutes. And some guy comes out of the theater. He goes, oh, my God, I can't do that. And I was like, yeah, it's not good. He goes, I think this is the only exit, though. I left my kids in there. I'll go back in a minute. But like, they're safe. I just... I was, I can't. Need a breather? I was like, he's like, I can't even, like, my head hurts. I go, yeah. He's like, I don't know why. And I was like, it's because they're only doing close-up shots. Like, you have no idea what's happening. Your brain is like, what? It's like, yeah. So, how did we get on this subject? It doesn't matter. The thing that matters is that this is Don't Blame Me, which you already said. Did I? The thing is, we have two podcasts. If you don't know that, we have another one called But Am I Wrong? And um, we started doing that one and did an intro and we realized it was too don't blame me ish. So if you're watching on video, we're about to cut to that and you'll see that we have on different clothes all done in the same day. If you're listening, there's no change. Yeah. There's a slight difference between our banter, Mm -hmm. our off script banter in the intro of each episode of each different kind of podcast and... We, we don't blame me where we should have been, but am I wronging? Yeah. So here we go. Are you cracking your toes? They always crack. Do your ankles when crack? Walk, no. When I walk, my toes crack. They never not crack. I can't move my toes without them cracking. Do your toes ever get like, um, dude, you need a Bombas scholarship. <laughs> Either. <laughs> where are they going to send you to school? <laughs> No, you need a Bomba sponsorship. I know. I've never once caught you slipping. I've never once seen you with a competitor. No. Exclusive. Exclusive. I just, I don't understand how they haven't sponsored us, like, at all. I don't know. They sponsor every other podcast that I produce. And this is a podcast with two people who do not like their bare feet to be shown. Like, we always wearing socks. Mm -hmm. Even if, like, we bring socks in our bags to wear on the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like it is that in sex toys. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we being sponsored to talk about the things that we're going to talk masturbating about? Masturbating anyway. and fucking. Yeah. And socks. Yeah. And being Which hot. I do not want socks on when I'm fucking. Are you one of those people or do you not care? Here's the thing. I, I was... think in concept, I don't care, but I, I think I do. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like the idea of it, I'm like, no, whatever. But then... I am then still consciously aware that I am wearing socks. And I think I'm trying to be like, I'm sticking it to the standards. But I'm like, well, no, now I'm still thinking about yeah. it. It's like, not like the sexy. It's just the feel of it. Like, yeah. I don't want socks on. 
I saw an ADHD meme that was like, do you have the kind of ADHD where you can never wear socks or you must ex- you can only wear socks always and forever? And I was like, oh, wow, this does make sense. Just I, I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm going to start wearing gloves everywhere. Like Diane Keaton gloves or like medical gloves? Diane Keaton gloves that go like all the way up my arm. I think you should. Yeah. I saw her once in her G-Wagon. She had a scarf on in the middle of summer and driving gloves. And she looked glamorous. I mean, she's Diane Keaton. Did you see that new movie she's got coming out? No. They're friends. They go. It looks like it might be Palm Springs where they go on a trip in Palm Springs. I'm sold. Maybe. And one of them. I'm butchering this. I saw the 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 trailer. I think that they go to somebody with crystals or something. And it's like a body swapping movie where <gasps> then the one gal ends up in diane keaton's body and then they're like partying. wait so who it's diane keaton and, and the girl from zola, zola. Mm-hmm. she's very young did you know that anyways um to give you a little uh info on what this podcast <laughs> is you probably have no clue if this is your first time what the fuck you probably already tuned out no you probably were like i like these i like these bitches this, okay. this shit seems good this is Don't Blame Me, where we give you wonderful, amazing, life-changing advice. You leave us voicemails, or if you are not in America or not able to call our Google voice number, you send us voice memos. You email them to us at meganpodcast at gmail.com. So for both the voice memos and the voicemails, you have three minutes to do it. I mean, like, you, not including calling. It's not like the Grim Reaper is behind you. Like, you have three minutes. I'm playing a lot of Sims. Oh. Sorry. You have three minutes from the time that you hear the beep or the time that you start recording your voice memo. And we ask that you write everything down before you actually call or record. Then you can time it out to make sure it's three minutes. Include your age, if you've got a relationship, how long you've been together, ages of other people who are involved in this. It's all anonymous, so you don't need to include anyone's names. But the more details you give us, the better advice we can give you. And if you don't give us all relevant details that would impact the advice that we give, we might like be completely off on your situation. We don't want to have to guess about things because, you know, we are never wrong, but, you know, maybe we could be more right. True. You know, also have to be 18 or over or have your parents' permission. And yeah, give us a call. We're always looking for more calls. Ring-a-ding-ding. Give us a ring-a-ling. Bling ring. Great movie. I haven't seen it, but I know that I would enjoy it because you would. I enjoy I know the story. It's a good story. I enjoy everyone that's involved. I enjoy the actors. I enjoy the director. I just never got around to watching it. You know why? The timing was weird. No, no, no. It wasn't even the timing. It was when I, w- I went to watch it on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And it was at the time where... Very little things were streaming on Netflix, and I didn't have um, that plan. And I, they didn't have it available on the DVD. You know what's weird about Netflix is that mm. you can still get DVDs. You know, like Mott no still one, has some. Does he? No, I mean like you can still order. He like oh. still regularly orders. No, you have to set it like in your thing to get it. And I, I think that's weird. And like, who still does that? I was gonna say I was like I had a really hard time getting rid of a bunch of DVDs, and Mott was like, "How are we gonna play them?" And I was like. I don't think we have, have a DVD, a DVD like, player, but we don't have, we, ha- I think we had one and it was like either in the bedroom or like not in 
the living room. It was like something that I was like, if we wanted to watch a DVD, we had to like pick a specific TV to watch mm-hmm. it on. And I know you do because you had the little soccer movie with Amanda Bynes. The little soccer movie? <laughs> I'm so sorry. What's it called? He's the man. She's, She's the man. The man. Okay. It's not a little soccer movie. <laughs> wow. I can't believe you just. We have no update this episode. We forgive the person who had to reschedule us last minute because they were incredibly professional for the last week's episode. They were also not able to come for this week. They're coming next week. They're coming next week. But if you have called for and you've been on a previous episode and you want to give us an update. You can also write in now because we know it's harder because people we started this during peak pandemic times yeah. for people to do live updates. And we realized that people have returned to work. So mm-hmm. it's harder. So if you are just like, I can never make it work during the day, write in. Yeah. Unless you just like want to talk to us. Which we don't bite unless mm-hmm. you ask. Mm-hmm. And even it's COVID. I'm not going to bite you. Monkeypox is more of my concern. Oh, we're also in person. So go watch on Patreon if you are like, I need to see how sexy they look as I look like a member of the FLDS. Shall we roll the tapes? Yeah. Roll the tapes. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I'm 21 years old and use she, her pronouns. The person I'll be referring to also uses she, her. I just need your opinion on something because uh, it's a predicament and I'm not really sure what to do. It starts kind of small. Just wait. I'm going into my senior year of college, and I have been on the dance team since my freshman year, including two years as a social media officer. I was also very tight with my coach as she picked me personally to be her student supervisor for the on-campus job she is the boss of. Half my schedule ended up revolving around that job as I was one of two people who ever did their job. With that all said, I was cut from the team for my senior year without any warning or explanation from my coach, even after replying to her generic copy-paste email that was sent to every other rejected dancer. It is been two months and no response. I was professional in my response. I should note that. Uh, For the short short version of my theory, I'm pretty sure I was cut because I'm a theater major and she cannot stand the theater faculty. And she valued having them off her back about me occasionally missing rehearsals for practice more than she valued any of the work I've put in for the last three years. If you want a deeper explanation, I would love to one day tell you my whole theory because I realize that sounds a little shallow. So my strange and tiny first predicament, I have all these clothes t-shirts jackets sweatpants that i don't really know what to do with do i throw them away like i already asked my best friend on the team if she wanted them and she said no could i still wear them should i still wear them i realize how tiny and silly this sounds like i'm packing up for the semester and i'm just like what do i even do with these i'm also struggling because the school year is about to start and i'm really embarrassed about being cut but my best friend is still on the team i want to support her and some of my other friends on the team but it seriously sucks because every time i see a post about what they're doing next or their camp coming up etc it makes me angry and upset because i'm missing out and i know that i should be doing that i also don't know if the other girls on the team know i was cut or if they thought i put myself none of them really reached out or asked besides my best friends a few of them still wish me a happy birthday a few weeks ago which surprised me but other than that i haven't talked to anyone really literally half my senior year was basically ripped out from under me and i'm also dreading seeing all of them again in person since a lot of my classes overlap with my teammates so let me know what you guys think or what you would do in the situation thank you i don't know how i ended up on um high school seniors not getting on their dance team for the fourth year after they've done it like all those years but i literally ended up on tiktok that was like just people opening their letters with their friends and then being like the one that didn't make it and crying they got letters yeah Hmm. it was really sad and like not that i don't think yours is sad 
But there is something like the juxtaposition of being in like a really like dark and like sad high school classroom and like doing all of this with like your friend, like, you know what I mean? It's a little like, oh no. Like, I'm glad you have a couple years on them for getting yeah. this. But this sucks. was posted on a wall. Yours was posted on a wall? Mm-hmm. Oh, like a cast list for a theater. Yeah, but it was more like because tryouts ended at like eight o'clock at night. And so it was outside the gym, like a big scroll kind of thing. Wait, I that love the people this. that were currently on that were like graduating or whatever that went they were running it, like painted your name big. And then like you had to walk up and like people were like around like it was a thing where like like the football players and basketball players like came with to like look at everything and like cheering people on and then like when the person walked up they knew that wasn't on it was like a hush in the crowd you like went to like movie high school (laughs) that's so dramatic yeah i I love that it was then but now that i look back on it i'm like wow that was very dramatic and then the one when we were like in high school going from ninth to tenth grade because ninth grade was part of junior high Mm. for us i forgot what it was called but it was a dance that brought both schools together i forgot what it was called but both the junior highs because we were going to high school so then at that time this district only had one high school now there's multiple but we had a dance after so then you were like in like your tryout clothes and then everybody's like standing around and then you go to the dance after very dramatic now i'm understanding why there might be a rivalry between a theater department and a dance department because like that is some drama shit yeah like, i mean mine was cheer but no but i mean the same yeah, process that was performance for the dance team too never in my life have i known something as dramatic <laughs> as that's just that's that's theater that's castless yeah. yep so i get it even like i mean it was different from us like our theater department wasn't that deep and yeah. so they would come and like try to recruit us to be because they're like, oh, you y'all can, can dance. You can move. Yeah. So come. <laughs> come. That's fucking funny. Mm-hmm. This definitely sucks. Yeah, and like, I does. think, you know, I understand the inclination of kind of wanting to have like a reason. If I were you, I would just take what your theory is and commit to that and just believe that and don't Cause get clarity. Because you're get answers and it might not be the answer that you want if you get it. And they also might not be truthful. Like you might be totally right and they might not own up to that. And so they might tell you something else, which like is not actually true, but like it's going, you're going to think it's true and that hurts a lot more. Mm -hmm. So I think you like go live in your own reality, like go with your own reality. As for the clothes. No, don't wear them. I think that depending on your personality, I think it could be like really funny if you wear them. You're like, oh yeah, no, I got kicked off as if like, I don't care. And like, whatever, haha, this is funny. Cause it does kind of devalue. Like everybody has these on the dancing. Like this is like, we're these, these make us like so cool. And these are our things like, and we've been picked and this is, you don't have this kind of thing. So if that's like the vibe, but you have to actually really not give a shit to like wear them. Like but she cares. That's what I mean. Like, so I think the only reason why I would say, yeah, go for them, pack them, wear them, is if you truly, genuinely didn't give a shit, but you do. Like, I think of, like, soror- people who, like, would deactivate the sorority and they're supposed to, like, give their letters back and they didn't and they would just wear them. And I'm like, oh, you're, like, a kappa? And they're like, oh, no, I, like, dropped out. I don't give a shit at the sweatshirt. And that, to me, I was like, oh, this isn't this, like, elite group and thing that I've, like, viewed it as that I'm like, this is just, it kind of, like, is, like, a healthy dose of reality. But if someone was wearing them 
Like if I wore them and I was obviously very sad to like leave college, like that would not have been my outlook. I think that you should take the clothes and put them away, like save them. And then when you're over this, like in a few years, when you're looking back upon this in your 20s, then it's things that you have like for nostalgia reasons. Like I still have like my cheer sweatshirt and stuff that I'll wear sometimes if I'm out of laundry. But um, like it's stuff that I have like that I look back on like the fond memories. But right now, I feel like that you're still very much wounded from this. And so I don't think that this is a good time for you to continue to wear them. And I'm also being truthful because I know how brutal college can be that I believe that you'll get made fun of. I do too. So I don't think that you uh, should continue love. to wear it. And I, I, I say that with love because yes. it can be like... It's not very, good. It's not good. It can be very brutal. So yeah. like don't wear them again because you're still hurting from this you still have a lot of questions and unanswered questions i would not wear it no at all. because it, the only way it has to be a fuck you and that again it's not gonna make you have great relationships with the rest of the people like mm-hmm. it's it, it is that's what you do when you've been burned by every aspect of it and you're like i'm taking everything down with me but i agree i think like once you can have some time away from this, I think you'll regret if you throw everything away mm-hmm. because I th- totally think you should hold on. to Yeah. It. And I think in 15 years, people won't even remember that you weren't on it for that year when you got cut. To be fair, I think probably six months into your senior year, you're probably going to be like, wow, this because sh- this shit is so time consuming. You're going to be like, oh, my gosh, look at all this other fun stuff I can do. And it doesn't negate the last three years that you had doing all this stuff, but like you basically have the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. And there is like this kind of, I don't want to call it like a cult mentality, but there is like a, we're surviving this together mentality of college sports and extracurriculars that are, I consider like a cheer or dance, like also a sport, whether or not it's like a school. It is a sport. Yeah. But like even, even if it's ones where it's like, you know, you're not uh, at performing at games or whatever, you're not competing, but like you're like practicing all the time. And like, it becomes so encompassing of your life that you can feel very othered by those groups of people and feel like you're missing out on a lot, but it's because they actually can't do anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like the only way that you can have a social life. And I had a friend who played D1 basketball at our school and she joined our sorority for a bit. And it was like imp- possible like it was impossible for her to do both but that would that helped her see that she was like oh wow I don't want to play d1 like I can't do anything else if I do this I actually want to have a college experience and she transferred to a school where she could play I think d2 or d3 and that I think in especially in an instance where like you've already had these like three years of doing all of this it sucks a ton but you're gonna meet so many more people as opposed to like walking away from college with knowing that you kind of did the same, same, these same things, and you had these same experiences, the same four years in a row, you have three years of this, which Mm -hmm. is great, and like, wonderful, and a lot more than a lot of other people have. But now you get to have a true senior year. Yeah. And when you're doing like a heavy competitive sport, you don't really get to have the same senior year. And you get bonuses and like things that other people don't get to have, like it's a wonderful experience. But that experience has ended. And I think that it hurts a lot right now. But the best thing that you can do is mute all of their stories, not don't start looking for that, but then also pursue friendships of people who are not in it. Like, 
making sure that you have plans and meeting people who like they don't know anything about this. Like yeah. they they're not in that circle. They don't even know what your coach's name is. Like it's not and you'll and broadening your college and like view. I think you will miss it a lot less when you don't feel like you're just the one at home like watching these people. Yeah. But I'm sorry. That's sucks. sucks. It'll be okay. It's not yeah. the end of the world. I don't remember half the things I did in college. Maybe because I was drunk. Who knows? Me too. I was not even there for a long time. <laughs> Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am in quite the dilemma and I could definitely use your guys' help. So for context, I'm a 22-year-old female and I used to talk to a 24-year-old male that we will call Trace. Trace and I matched on a dating app in December of 2021, even though we already kind of knew of each other because we were in towns that are close to each other. We hung out about every two to three weeks for about five months. In May of this year, we stopped talking because I couldn't mentally handle liking someone that was as irresponsible as he is. When we were together, everything was great, but the in-between times really wrecked me because he would go to the bar about three nights a week, and he would always get blackout drunk. And oftentimes, he would have to cancel plans to come see me because he'd be too hungover to drive an hour to my apartment. When things were at peak in our situationship, he would refer to me as babe, but that is about as far as we got into the situationship before things started to fall off. He never invited me to hang out with any of his friends, so our whole relationship was based off of going to each other's apartments when we weren't busy. We just kind of stopped talking to each other because he thought that I was crazy for not approving of his lifestyle, and I just couldn't see myself dating him. Flash forward three months to present day, and I'm still single but active on dating and I matched with one of Trace's good friends, who is also 24, and we're going to call him Bryce. Bryce and Trace live a couple of hours away from each other, so they don't hang out often. But I know that they're good friends, judging by how many pictures they have with each other on social media. And I believe that they've only hung out one or maybe two times since the beginning of the year. But I know that Bryce is on Trace's best friends list on Snapchat, so I know they probably talk at least a little every day. Bryce and I have been texting for about a month now, and we have plans to hang out in the next couple of weeks. Bryce is really enjoyable to text, and I had a really good time talking to him. I think Bryce is really attractive, and he could be the love of my life for all I know. I don't know. I haven't hung out with him. So my question is, when do I tell Bryce that I used to talk to slash hook up with one of his friends? Do I need to tell him right away? For all I know, he might already know that I used to talk to Trace. But then again, do guys talk about girls that they are pretty much just hooking up with? I think that I would like for Bryce to kind of like get to know me a little bit first. So at least he can form his own opinions about me before I tell him. But at what point do I tell him? Do I wait until I see if the casual texting and what could be casually just hanging out turns into something like more serious? Do I tell him if I start to notice that he's liking me or that I'm liking him more? I haven't hung out with him yet, but I was just curious what you guys thought on the timeline of when I should let him know about this little thing that he might already know about. Hopefully he already knows about it and it's not an issue, but I I don't think he knows. But anyways, thanks guys. I really appreciate your advice. Tell him now. What do you think? Well, no. So my clarification is how do you know he's on this like Snapchat best friends list? I don't know how Snapchat works. <sighs> Haven't been on it in years. It's not so. like a pu- like. Have they changed? They could have changed. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I'm, so my thing is, like, you know that they're friends because you've seen like two or something, two to three posts on Instagram. Okay. Here's my thing about dating, homie hopping, dating friends of people that you've dated before. I think the sooner you tell them, the better, because 
why you and Trace ended up breaking up is because he kind of sucked. And also like, you don't have an aligned, like you're not into his lifestyle. And usually with friends, we are who we surround ourselves with. Like not always, you don't always have like the same lifestyles or interests as your friends, but Trace like kind of sucks. So like why I always think that I'm like, if you're going to like date someone, a friend of someone you used to date, you should probably think pretty highly of that friend of the person that you used to date because they're friends now. Like that actually speaks volumes of like new person's character, you know? So I think that's a little weird. So to be fair, I think the way to rule it, like to know at the beginning, like, oh, maybe they're not that close. Like maybe they're very different. Maybe they're childhood friends. It's kind of like, it's not as it's not, they're not best friends. They don't know everything about each other's lives. The second you match with them and you share Instagrams, you go, oh my God, that's so funny. I actually used to date so-and-so. So I'm saying now, you got to tell them now. I think you need a time machine and you need to go back. Yeah, retroly, but we can't do that. So you have to tell them now because like- It just gets weirder every it's day. Gonna, it gets weirder. And like, if you're liking him and then he's liking you as much you think as he like as he's liking you and he's falling more for you like it's unfair that you have this information and he doesn't if he doesn't already know and it could some people don't care yeah but it could make things between him and his friend weird and i think you you have to tell him now like all this extra information you gave is is irrelevant it's irrelevant you need to tell him now because his answer is not going to change. Like if that is weird for him and he's not comfortable with that, that's what it is. Like, it doesn't matter if he really likes you or how long it's been, then you're just getting your own feelings hurt. Like this is something that like he deserves to know. And I think at this point I would, (laughs) I would probably just like save face. And I would be like, let's say like, I don't know how, you know, they both, maybe they both went to college something. And then I would just be like, Whoa, I just realized that Like, I wouldn't be like, hey, so I've been sitting on this. I would be like, I just just realized, like, I just saw this. I just saw that, like, so-and-so liked your picture or whatever. Or I just saw we had, like, a mutual friend on, like, something. I, like, went to go make an account. Something. Mm -hmm. like How do you know him? Yeah. And, like, that's what, that's how you do that. Like, oh, like, and then he can be, like, to be fair, if you are bringing up somebody like that, like, most likely an automatic response is he's going to be like, oh, they definitely dated. And if whatever your ex will say about you if that influences how Bryce feels about you and like if wants to pursue something with you moving forward that actually doesn't say anything about you that says everything about him and you can't like protect that kind of information but also like if I were you in this situation I would hope that Bryce and Trace weren't that close because I don't really like Trace so like it does speak on the character of the person I'm currently dating or the person I like if I find out that you and my ex are really close and my ex is kind of a piece of shit, that doesn't just stay on my ex. That kind of reflects on you because you're friends with him. Yeah. And also, y'all weren't really even together. But y'all were talking and he canceled on your plans. Trace canceled on your plans sometimes. You said as far as y'all got, it was him calling you babe, which, and he was drunk most of the time. So you weren't even like, you were talking, you weren't even, you were in a situation ship. You weren't even dating. I think if you're honest with the new guy, Bryce, and you tell him that, and if he's a, a decent person, then I don't think it'll matter. Or you can just play completely dumb and never bring it up. And then 
but this is the reason why I think you should bring it up because here's the thing. Yes, you can play like completely dumb, never bring it up. And you and him start dating and you see and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so funny. Like, I didn't know you guys, I didn't know you knew him. Like, oh yeah, like we like had a thing for a minute or whatever. But I think how he will react to this shows you how, not how he feels about you, but how close he and Trace are, which will then give you an insight to his character his own character or the character and the treatment that he allows people in his life to like yep. to do to other people. Uh-huh. Like, I think it's just protecting you. Yeah. Bring it up now. Tell him. Yeah. If you wait and then you fall more for him and then he turns around and he's a complete jackass about it, then you wait. I don't say you wasted your time, but like you're more emotionally invested in the situation. Yeah. Then. You just prolonged the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Also, might I suggest, with love, making your Hinge and online dating profiles location a little smaller? Because <laughs> why are we driving? You don't know where three they to live, four, She said three to four hours, though. Yeah, but, like, they, she might live in a small town, and then she's got to, like, so she's not just like, dating the high school people she was around all the time. Then she's got to venture out some. I don't disagree, but is there another direction? Or have we eliminated all, do you know what I mean? Like if we're, if we've got a circle radius, you're in the middle. I feel like we've gone, we've gone over here. Like an hour out each way. Yeah. And I'm like, but have we eliminated north, south, you north, do east, that, north, east, southwest? No, I know. But I'm just saying that like, if we have to have that, if we're casting that broad of a net, I don't feel like we need to swipe on people who we know, no other people oh, that we've hooked up with. Saying. Do you know what I mean? Like, I think like, if you're stuck in a really, really small town, but three to four hours away for homie hopping, three to four hours away for like a potential, oh, like this is like, you know him, this is, this could be awkward. I just feel like that mileage and that distance, we shouldn't have to have too much crossover. But maybe you're right. Maybe it's like a really, 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 really small town. Anyway, time for a break. We'll be right back. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Today's episode is brought to you by... A sponsor we love, 310 Nutrition. 310 Nutrition is helping us, you, our listeners, in the new year with protein and superfood rich products with so many options and flavors for your personal preferences. They're adding new products all of the time and I just got my, I mean, I didn't just get my package. I just got a, a, a secondary of my package and I, as someone who needs electrolytes to function, there it's like elixir from the gods. I cannot sing their praises enough, specifically the cucumber flavor of this electrolyte mix is delicious. Like it's, it's so good. I've even like had it on like ice and been like, I'm drinking like a drink drink. Like you can throw a little straw in there and it's, it's delicious. It's so good. And I just, I love, they're filled with so many great ingredients that really help if you're like me and you like, you know, medically need some electrolytes, but also if you're working out, if you're sweating hot summer day, you're going to an amusement park, you're on your feet for a long period of time, all of that. Um, most of us are not getting the electrolytes we need. Yeah, I drink mine specifically when I am working out. It's my beverage while I'm working out. I just take one stick of the hydrate, mix it in with my bottle of water. 16 ounces of water can provide the same amount of hydration equal to drinking two to three bottles of water if you got that hydrate in there. They also have the all-in-one shakes, which I absolutely love. I'm running low, so I got to get some more. But um, I love the chocolate bliss, the vanilla cream, the caramel sundae. I have all three of those flavors. Sometimes I mix and match them. Sometimes I'll use it when I'm baking or I'll just drink it straight. And it is, they're so good. They have a triplex protein blend, plant-based proteins that include pea, brown rice, and pumpkin that makes it so delicious. You can get fiber and superfood blends with more than 25 organic fibers and superfoods blended into one easy, delicious shake. And they also have three tins, four shake flavor starter kit, which lets you sample all the flavors for only $9. Right now, 310 is celebrating a new year of goals with Don't Blame Me and giving our listeners 50% off up to $100 for your first order. With so many sample packs, new products, it's really fun and super easy to put together an order, or you can start a subscription on products you know you'll use. Go to 310nutrition.com and use the code blame me right now for 50% off up to $100 for your first order. That's 310nutrition.com and use code blame me. In our live stream, our listeners are always recommending and talking about books. So we're so excited about book of the month because this is something that our listeners are going to love. This is a brand that I've been familiar with for a, a long time. I like love watching people talk about it. I love seeing what books people are reading and like what books they have available and I, I, I love I love everything about it. So I'm so excited uh, for someone who like, <laughs> you know, the ease of getting into a book, a lot of it can feel like really daunting. So to have like a service where it's like 
you're going to get like high quality hardcover books, which that's my preferred way to read at incredible prices, but also curated. So it's like amazing, cool, wonderful, great. This is, it's kind of like a, a straight shot into that and something that book of the month you can do over and over and over again. And one of the great things about it is the longer you are part of the program, the cheaper the books get. Book of the Month's mission is to help readers discover new books they love and promote the work of emerging authors. One of the amazing things about Book of the Month is that every aspect of Book of the Month experience is designed to be fun and special for readers. First of all, the books come in a bright blue box, which is very pretty. Me and Megan were just talking about them. There's also a fun app to pick your books and track reading progress. And as well, there are reading challenges and rewards. And Book of the Month makes it really easy to decide what book to read next, which for me is like the biggest hurdle. I love when other people make choices for me, especially when they're good choices. And I'm like, cool, I can trust you. So each month, the editorial team reads through hundreds of new titles and they pick some of the best new books for you to choose from. All of the books are so good. You can't go wrong. And I mean that wholeheartedly. When we were picking like our selects for this, I was like, this I like all of them this is hard and I literally coordinated with Melissa and I was like okay so these are like my top ones I'm assuming they will be yours so don't pick the same one as me so then we can swap afterwards and that's what we did so we got the ministry of time by Killian Bradley and we also received the return of Ellie Black by Emiko Jean the ministry of time is like people are calling it like if you're a fan of Outlander and like spy novels or time traveling books it's quoted from town and country saying it's really innovative fun storytelling the ministry of time is definitely for you and listed as 45 of the must read books for spring 2024 and then harper's bazaar also said part time travel romance part spy thriller and 100 percent multifaceted joyride <gasps> when i tell you that i was like sold we're also excited about the return of ellie black and this one is about a missing girl who returns but that isn't the end of the story it's only the beginning. We both like a, a, a detective book. This one is uh, 20 years since Detective Chelsea Calhoun's sister vanishes. Ever since, Chelsea has been searching for signs for closure for other missing girls. But happy endings are rare in Chelsea's line of work, which that sounds so intriguing. And I'm looking forward to reading this novel so much. Can't wait. And we're so excited to usher in this new sponsor. And we know y'all are already going to love this. Plus, we've been recommended this so many times. Mm -hmm. So I, I we, we've already got fans in you. Try the service yourself at bookofthemonth.com and you can get your first book for $5 with code PEDALS. That is your first book, $5 at bookofthemonth.com using code PEDALS. And we are back. I hope you all had a wonderful break listening to our ads from our amazing sponsors. And I hope that if you work for a company that does podcast ads, you're like, I have a great podcast. Uh, I don't like that. What you're doing with your fingers? I don't like that. What about this? No. What about this? Oh. Mine sometimes gets stuck and I have to like manually do it. With my other hand. Yeah. If I hold my pencil for too long, they like get stuck. Nope. I hate that. Great content. Check it out on Patreon. Yep. Her titties were out. All right. Ready? Yep. Hi, Megan and Melissa. I am calling in for advice regarding attending a friend's wedding. Everyone involved is 26 years old and she, her. Um, two of my best friends from high school recently got engaged a couple weeks from each other um, about a couple months ago, and we are all excited about next year for both weddings. The dilemma is one of my friends is planning on getting married in Hawaii. 
She texted in a group message with me and the other friend saying, I've convinced fiance to have a destination wedding and we are going to have it in Hawaii in September of next year. Start saving up. Now, I get some people like the appeal of destination weddings, but the start saving up comment rubs me and my other friend the wrong way. This friend makes significantly more than us as she's a pharmacist, so I don't think she realizes a lot of people our age aren't as comfortable financially right now. Her fiancé is also a pharmacist. Going to a place like Hawaii would take a lot of saving and sacrifice for me to be able to go, and I also understand there are a lot of valid opinions regarding tourists in Hawaii, so I do feel uncomfortable with the situation and the location. The other friend has told me that she's pretty sure she isn't going to be able to go because she's also saving up for her own wedding next fall, but I don't believe she's mentioned this to the destination wedding friend. I'm just a little concerned that she's expecting us to attend the wedding and might be upset if we can't go. My other friend who's also getting married has a valid excuse to get out of it, but I don't. I can't justify spending $1,000 or more to go to a friend's wedding. The other kicker is she sent us the schedule as she has most of the general general logistics planned out already, and the wedding is going to be on a Tuesday with activities planned in the days beforehand. I would have to take most of that week off of work pretty much, if not all of the week. For more context, the three of us were best, best friends in high school, but we have drifted apart from destination wedding friend a bit. We will reach out to her and check in, just asking how everything's going, but she rarely asks about us or like cares about what's going on in our lives. If we see her in person, it's because one of us reached out to her to set something up, and she very rarely, you know, reaches out to us. I'm not super upset about this. I understand people grow apart, um, but the wedding is a big commitment to attend, especially when we aren't super close anymore. And I have other things like college loans and bills that I could use that money for. How should I approach her with how I'm feeling about not being able to attend, how I'm feeling about the whole situation? Thank you in advance for any advice. I love the podcast. Don't go. (laughs) No, I don't think this is a... No, no. Our decision is just the way of presenting the information to the parties involved. To make it even easier, it would cost so much more than $1,000. Anybody who has a destination wedding should, not always, but should be doing so because they value the destination part more than they value who is attending. That's just kind of the blanket statement. A destination wedding is like, if you can come, come. But if you can't, that's assumed. Like it is even assumed if you invite, let's say you invite 150 people to a wedding in your town, you're going to expect like 120 to come. If you invite 150 people to a destination wedding, you're going to expect maybe 70 to come. And I feel like a lot of people do destination weddings because they don't want a lot of people to come so it's a way to filter out those people in your lives or like for example if I were to get married I know my father would probably want to invite the whole town of Little Rock Arkansas to come because he's a socialite I would have he needs a sash socialite no for real that's I need him I own Bravo show (laughs) and so I would have definitely wouldn't have the wedding in Arkansas because Don't, can't make I it know easy. that they would all show up because everyone thinks that they're his best friend. So having a wedding away would, you know, clear clear the cobwebs out of the corner of the house. Cockroach. I like the, that analogy. In the, I was in, in the pipes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that is true. Like a lot of the time you have... And I don't want to like devalue this invite to you, but a lot of the time people feel more comfortable like 
I think when you're like, when you get an invite to a destination wedding, you're like, oh my gosh, they've pared down so many people. So like, I'm like, I'm like the, like I'm of the A-list of the A-list who got invited to this. A lot of the time, they actually don't have to do that because they know people are going to say no. So you can mm-hmm. actually cast them. A, a lot of people for destination weddings cast a much wider net of invites. But I think, yes, the whole thing of being like, save up now. I don't like that. I don't like anything that should be expected whether it's birthday party, bachelorette party, wedding, anything that involves other people spending money on you, I do not like when it is brought up, A, in a group situation and brought up like it is expected. Yep. And also, if it is expected that there has been no dialogue or communication with what your finances are and what you're comfortable with, and then if it's really important for you to be there, then that person needs to make it sure that you are going to be there by covering your cost. I am going to a destination wedding in November and they have it set up so that family and close friends are staying in a hotel that they have completely bought out and you don't have to pay for it. You just, if you're coming, pay for the ticket to get there. Yeah. So I think that like based on her kind of text response, save up money, I'm going to level with you. I do. I think no matter how you say it, she's going to be pissed. She doesn't mm-hmm. seem like someone who she didn't go about this in the way that most people do with destination weddings, where it's like, we decide we're going to do this. We totally understand that it's like very expensive. There's no hard feelings. We're going to like, we're going to have a barbecue at our house when we get back for another celebration. But like, if you are able to, we would love to have you there. But like, please, no pressure. That's how they go. Been to yeah. a lot of destination weddings. That's literally how they always go. And then when you're there, everybody is like, again, like what whether it's covering certain things that they making sure that like, oh, we did got cabanas for everyone this day. Like, we're so grateful that you were able to come. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Like, it, that's how it goes. She's not doing that. So she's going to be pissed regardless of what you say. And I think you said you don't have a valid excuse. First of all, she doesn't know that. And she might not think any excuse is a valid excuse. Also, it's over a year away. Who knows what can come up between now and then? And it being like, oh, this is like just really expensive. Like that is a valid excuse. Like saying that like I don't, it's on a Tuesday. You can just, it should be just. I'm tired. A catch on. (laughs) I don't even think you just be like, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I'm so happy for you and excited for you, but I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, I would love to take you out for drinks when you get back and can't wait. Like, so excited to see all the photos. And if she presses, I would just say, like, I don't have a lot of time I can take off from work. And a destination wedding is not something that I have the funds for. And if I'm able to save up that much money, like I am going to be taking a vacation and I'm going to be doing that. And if she keeps pressing, then you can be like, I have no desire to go to Hawaii. And if you really want to uh, cut ties with that friendship, you know, you're not particularly close to her. No, but you know, make sure you're, you know, the other girls know you're going to do this. Yeah. Then like, you know, it, it's a, I think it was pretty hurtful to like not be considered financially. I know that you're excited about your wedding, but like you and your fiance are in a much better off financially than I am. And most other people our age are. And so I don't think that you can expect everyone our age to be able to afford the things that you have well knowing that we haven't done the things that would give us the money to afford what you're doing. And I have no interest in going to Hawaii and ethically, whether it's been with with COVID, but also this a lot of it came to light in COVID. A lot of people are talking about it and they had a lot more attention. But I don't want to go to a place that has been asking repeatedly for tourists 
to leave because they are being stripped of their resources. Mm -hmm. And I also certainly don't feel like that is a cause for celebration. Yep. Also, who knows where we'll be with monkeypox? I think planning a destination wedding to an island Mm -hmm. while we have two pandemics happening Mm -hmm. is like actually like what's wrong why what's what yep where do you live yep like what what planet are you on Mm -hmm. do you also like you mentioned that you don't ever hang out unless you yourself caller propose it so i just y'all aren't that close and if you're not proposing to hang out then and this is where she's like this is where i'm calling the shots for us to hang out no Move on. You think you've said you've drifted apart as friends. And I think this is this is the end. This is the okay, we've set sail and now we are going on different hemispheres. Like (laughs) this is just know that this will be like every probably every bad trait that she has and things you haven't liked, this will probably be amplified. And I don't it's not it's not a phase, mom, but Mm -hmm. like this is the end. And I think you have to operate with not trying to salvage your friendship because I don't think there's anything to do to salvage. And I don't even think it really was that much of a friendship at this point. No. Now think of how good this is. Now you don't have to have like the obligatory like checking in, like all this. Like you just have an event now where you're like, I'm not going to go. And just going to be like, this is a deal breaker for a friendship. I know. Mm-hmm. And it's been real. I have a hang now. <laughs> <laughs> Please, when she asks, like, why can't you come? I, I have a hang now. It's in a year from now. I, I have a lot I, of hangnails. Yeah. I have it's chronic happening. hangnails. They're terminal. To be fair, paper cuts and hangnails should not hurt as bad as they do. I haven't had a paper cut in a long time, but as soon as you saw that, I felt a pain shoot up my finger. Do you know what I had that's even worse than a paper cut? And I didn't even know that. A plastic cut? Like from like packaging? Like when it burned? And, it's, and it was like stinging and I was convinced. And then I also had one that was... I had one that was metal and I think I had to get a tetanus shot for that one. But it wasn't even like, it was like a new piece of, it was like tinfoil, something. But it was like, but the plastic one was from packaging that I like cut it open. Oh my gosh, did it bleed so much? And did it hurt more than anything in the entire fucking world? And cardboard, like a thicker cardboard, worst pain ever. No, thank Hate it. you. Hate, okay, not actually worst pain ever. That's ovarian cyst rupturing. But hey, it was up there. Yeah. It was up there. All right. Next call. Yes. Hi. So I'm 26 and I had a falling out with my dad. So to backtrack, about about a month ago, I was going to a wedding. I flew in for this wedding at my parents' house and then we had to drive up to go to the wedding and it was about three hours away. Before we leave, my mom, she asked me if I could do her hair and I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. And then we get to the hotel at three. And then we have to leave to go to the wedding at 3.15. And she's like, oh, what about my makeup? And I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So I start doing her makeup. And then he asked me, oh, what about my eyes? What about my eyes? And then I lose it because doing hair and makeup in 15 minutes, not plausible. And so I raised my voice. I did not yell at her. And she starts bawling. And luckily, my dad was not there to witness this this fight and so then my mom starts bawling and she's just like well, I'm never asking for favors from you ever again I was like mom stop crying like I can do your hair it's okay and she's like no it's fine like I don't want anything from you and I was like okay so then my dad walks in and then we're just like trying to be cordial or whatever and so then there's the wedding cool fine whatever the next day I'm trying to fly back to where I live and I am in a good mood I'm in good spirits and stuff and me and my mom actually made up before I left so we were on good terms. And then I get a text message 
from my dad. And he sends up in a group chat with my mom, my sister, my dad, and my sister's boyfriend. And he's like, he says my name. And he's just like, your mom told me what happened. And I can't believe that she was trying to help you. Because, like, also, I lost my driver's license. That's another thing. And she's like, she tried to help you. And you hurt her again. I don't want you in this house. You're never welcome here. Blah, blah, blah. And so I have tried to make amends with my dad, but he is not reciprocating. Like, I tried to call him maybe after three weeks or whatever, and he was just like, no, I don't want to talk to her. And I was supposed to go home again, like, earlier this month, but that didn't happen. And I was going to bring my boyfriend, too, because he was going to meet, like, the rest of my family, because he only met some of my family whenever we went back to my hometown in January. But that did not happen. So, yeah, I don't know what to do. My mom is just like, just apologize to your dad. I'm like, apologize for what? Like me and you are on good terms, but that is the one that is being difficult at the moment. Also to give some more context, my dad suffers from really bad depression and he could possibly just be taking it out on me, but also I suffer from depression. So it just has been negatively affecting my mental health and my well-being. And like right now I just feel like I am disowned by my father and I can't go back to my hometown and like see the rest of my family that lives there. So yeah, if you guys could give any advice, that'd be really great. Again, I don't know if I mentioned this, but I'm a Pisces, so be delicate with me. And I hope you guys have a really great day. I love the show. I've been listening to it from the beginning. See, this is when, no offense, I don't really care about your signs. I really want to know your mom's signs. Um, no, I want to know dad's signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Parents, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I want to know the parents' signs. Your, I think mom's fine. I think you think you and your mom are on good terms, but your mom, after you left... And you and your mom were on good terms. She then went and told your dad and not like, oh, we had this thing, but like, you know, we're all good now. It was to the point where like, this is an active anger from him. And I think like this whole thing is like super, super, super immature. Like your mom immediately bawling and you being like, oh my gosh, okay, okay. To me, that just says like, this is a habit. Like this is a relationship that has gone on of your mom, like victimizing herself and like, oh my gosh, no, woe is me. Like, no, I'm never gonna do anything. Like that's so extreme. And it sounds like your dad is an enabler in that behavior. And while your mom weaponizes her victimhood (laughs) to get what she wants, your dad is doing it in a much more overt way where he's just being aggressive versus passive aggressive. And to me, it's like they're both feeding off of each other. And I think if your mom didn't want this to happen, she would have not told your dad. Like, to me, this is very much like your mom's going to forgive you, quote unquote, forgive you, clear the air, but wants to punish you in another way by telling your dad about this and then telling you that you need to apologize to him which I think in turn is her thinking that she's going to get an apology. Like to me, this feels very orchestrated and I don't want to, I'm not saying your dad is like a completely like non-guilty party. I think they're both equally guilty in this. And like the fact that this is so immature and an immature way to operate. And I, I understand it, but like you're having to mitigate and kind of tiptoe around your two literal adult parents for behavior on both ends is just, I just think it's so, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't, I would not apologize to your dad, but I, that's what I mean. Like I wouldn't like do the make good thing, but I would, if your dad's not going to speak to you, I would have a conversation with your mom be like, so what was the point of this? Like, 
I thought that what happened, like when you reflect on the situation, like when you and your mom have these things, it seems like this is like a regular occurrence because you were able to like move past this relatively quickly. And this didn't seem like a huge blip in your life. And that's kind of why, like, why is dad so up about this? I would be like, okay, so I'm not going to apologize to dad because I didn't do anything wrong. So like, can you and I get to the bottom of why this instance happened? Like why after I left, I thought we were okay that you was there, were you looking for an apology from me? Like, it feels like you were trying to punish me through him being upset with me. And like, if it was my kid and my husband and like was on a group chat, group text, I don't like how they're both okay with how the other one's treating you. Because I know people are like, oh, marriage needs to come first, blah, blah, blah. But like, no, no, yeah, yeah. A healthy marriage should then breed like a healthy environment to raise your children. But like your parents just seem like they are ganging up on you from like different instances. And I don't think that the solution is to appease your dad by doing what your mom is saying. I think it's like, I don't mean to be like, you should be reflecting on your relationship with your parents. But like, I don't think right now that the biggest issue is your relationship with your dad. I think it's the relationship that is still actively happening, which is your mom. Why did she instigate this and not protect you or stand up for you from her own husband? being a complete asshole to you. I also have the question of, I agree 100% yeah. with everything you're saying, but like what happened, like this happened, but to be completely like disowned and you're not allowed to come to their home ever again. Was this the only thing that happened or were there other things that led up to this? Because if this is the only thing that happened, why? Like what, what was the reason? Why did this happen? Because this is this seems so minute. Yeah. 15 minutes before being somewhere that you need your hair and makeup done. Unless the reason why it was like, even then, even if it was like there was only 15 minutes left because they were spending that time looking for your driver's license. This feels like such an overreaction to a situation. What's the root reason? I think figuring that out depending on what you want to do with your situation with your family, will answer some questions, not all of them. But if you want to salvage this relationship, you're going to have to have a conversation with them. I I wouldn't apologize because there's nothing to apologize for. But like, why are they reacting in this way? To me, this screams like, and this could be my own experience is very much coloring this. So like, caller if this does not as we say if it does not apply let it fly to me this reads just narcissists like that's what it reads in the sense that like there is actually no threshold of like justified reactions like everything is a personal attack and like everything is the end of the world like it's just there are so many extremes it's not like a boiling point and part of the way that she talked about it or like her just her voice of being like oh mom like because if your mom burst out crying and that's not a normal occurrence. You'd be like, oh my gosh, what happened? Like, did I hurt? Or, okay, what's wrong? But knowing that like she bursts out crying and it's like, okay, let's solve, like, let's fix this. And the fact that she bursts out crying and you're able to kind of move past this very quickly to me tells me that this is kind of how the relationship is. And there's only 15 minutes and your mom is asking you to work miracles and like do all of this stuff really fast. This all just reads to me like you have had to be the responsible one. And even by looping your sister in, like that is trying to like publicly embarrass you. Like, 
and kind of assert like power and dominance and like make you like punish you. That's like what this Not whole just thing. Not sister, but the sister's boyfriend. Yeah, this well. whole thing is like public shaming you and trying to like make you embarrass you and make you feel small. And that is narcissism 101. And I think that like the reason why this is like a quote unquote big issue or whatever is because I don't think that you're like, like Melissa said, you need to get to the root cause, but it's not the, I don't think it's about the root cause about this instance, but like, what is your relationship like with your parents? Like, what is the history of this relationship? What is the relationship like with your mom? I'm also like a big believer in like all kinds of relationships, friendships, romantic, familial, that I don't tolerate other people being okay with other people treating me poorly. Mm -hmm. And right now I think you're viewing this very much as like my dad versus me and my my mom being like a neutral middle ground, but she's not. Like she was the one who brought this up after you said that everything was okay. And if this is something that he's done before, like she's doing this knowing he's going to do this. And like, she is trying to punish you through him. And again, I don't think that means he's not guilty. Like, I think this is, to me, this sounds like two narcissists feeding off of each other. And like, I don't know if you, if maybe if there's some self-reflection that have, have you and your sister had a competitive relationship? Like, have you kind of had to like shift back and forth of like, who was the favorite? Like who was being praised? And did they make you feel like, oh, your sister did this for me. Like this did this for me, this, this, this. Like, were you kind of used as pawns in that? Like when it comes to arguments with your parents, like where were you in your childhood relationship? And if your relationship has gotten better as an adult with your parents, still like look back on how it was as a kid. Cause a lot of the time relationships with narcissists can get better or even just poor relationships with parents can get better when there's kind of space because this isn't going to be like, oh, 15 minutes before we're going somewhere every Saturday, we have this thing. And like, this is just a once in a while type of thing. So it's kind of easier to tolerate. I I think even if your dad like moves on past this eventually and gets over this, I don't think unless you get to the bottom of this, like it's going to happen again. Yeah, 100%. They're going to over and over again. And and not just this happening again, but they're going to probably bring this up as ammo in the future. I, I need a... I'm not going to call them a narcissist, but I need a, a wider scope of what your relationship is as a whole. And do things like this happen regularly? Because this just, this just seems like so much. Yeah. And I think the part of the reason why, again, I, my own experience are coloring it, but the blase nature of you caller saying all of this, that to me is what the biggest indicator of like, oh, I think you probably were raised by narcissist parents. Because you, this is just, nor- this is just a, this is what it is. This isn't like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this. Like, it is just another day. Yeah. And I, I, I so totally, very, very, very much understand this. I think you're being so empathetic with being like, you know, he does suffer with depression. That is so unrelated. You can be depressed and still be a good person. And you can be depressed and also, you know, say bad things and do things out of anger and take your anger out on people. But you can then recognize that and apologize and do better. And not hold on to it and then banish your daughter. No, it's not an excuse. Like it can be like, oh, wow, I'm sorry. I took that out on you. But like if anyone who tries to use their mental health as like an excuse for why they cannot be held accountable for their actions versus, oh, this is why I did that. And I am remorseful that I did that. And I'm going to work on that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm obviously going it from my own 
my own personal experiences are coloring it, but I know you're trying to like bring your boyfriend and do like all of that stuff. I think that the best thing you can do is if you're not in therapy already, but like figure out what the current relationship you have with your family is, what the relationship you've had in the past with them is, what the relationship you want to have with them is, and what the relationship you can have with them is. And if you can't have the relationship that you want, you need to look at the relationship as it is and where it's at. And if you would change, if you want to change anything about that, or there's things that are deal breakers in there for you, or there are things that you really don't want to encounter, then you need to take a step back from this because it can't be what it's not. Like it is what it is. And you don't have to accept the relationship or where they are right now. You don't have to accept that behavior and that treatment, but you're going to drive yourself crazy if you're trying to make them be something, see, be somebody that they're not and have a relationship to you that you don't have. Mm -hmm. It's just going to disappoint you. But oh my God, I'm infuriated for you. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much. But when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love. And be confident that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. All right, so now it's time for Don't Blame Them. And this is when y'all listeners call and reflect upon a call that we've already had and gave advice on. Hey, I'm calling for a Don't Blame Them in regards to the caller who works in corporate America and has been working um, hybrid from home um, and does not want to work, go back fully in the office. My sister... Uh, works in a corporate job as well. And it was very, very, very hard for her to transition back to being in person. She has a variety of of mental health things that she's going through and that she's been diagnosed with. And she got a doctor's note and is there, and her business therefore is legally required to accommodate for her to work from home um, at least two days of the week. So um, I don't remember what this caller, um, if it was physical or um, mental health things, or if it was a mix of both. But they could definitely talk to their doctor about getting a note and getting some accommodations for working from home. Thanks. Wow, great point. And if they don't uphold it, then you can sue them. Yep. We got uh, someone who wrote in with another suggestion of um, scamming. That's not scamming the system. That's how the system should work. Uh, But this one is a little bit more. Scamming? A little bit. Uh, So I wanted to follow up from today's podcast, episode six. I completely agree with Megan that corporate people don't take creative seriously the way they might a finance role. It's for that reason that I would actually discourage the caller from approaching this from the perspective of what's best for them personally. It is important, but the pencil pushers who made the decision don't give a shit. I encourage them to sit down and have an objective look at their goals, metrics, et cetera, and be able to report back on how this will impact the company's bottom line. Quote, unquote, I've planned out projects over the next two quarters based on my effectiveness in the home office. I will not meet our goals without a second screen, et cetera. Which of these clients is amenable to pushing projects out by three to six months until we've resolved our office situation? Even if your boss gets you, they're reporting to someone who doesn't scare them with numbers. Yeah, that's a good one, too. That's a good one. But only one of them you can sue if they don't comply. Yep. And that's a positive answer. Do you want to sue? Do you want not to? Mm-hmm. Have you ever sued someone? kind of a bucket list item for me i haven't like directly sued but i've been part of a class action lawsuit for what task rabbit i've actually been a part of a couple where i've had just like surprise checks I, yeah you're oh in the 67 cents yeah. that one was actually like residuals pretty, oh really yeah you must have been an a, early one yeah i was on task rabbit back in whenever 10 oh, years yeah. ago when i moved here nice so you got yeah. got that check check yeah 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 um you got that syndication rabbit, check um <laughs> Wells Fargo. Oh. Got one from them. What'd they do? I forgot. Something. I don't even think yeah, I know. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. But they were taking mm-hmm. money from clients for no reason. Oh. Uh, Doing what banks do. Yep. They were banking. For no reason. There's been a few. Drizzy, the company that delivers alcohol. Oh. They had one. What? You ordered enough from Drizzy or just in the I right time got, period? Like, yeah. Right in the That's right time so period. And it was funny. like 67 cents. Yeah. 
there's one where I, I got something. I don't remember exactly what it was. for. This is the joys of buying things online is that they oh, keep yeah. track of it. So then. Oh, yeah. I guess that address. is how that happens. Yeah. And so then I got a check from somebody that I thought I was like, what is this? And I couldn't figure out what it was from because I didn't have an email. And I still don't remember. But I got a check and it was that one was like three hundred dollars. I thought it was a fake check. So I went to the bank and I was like, hey, is this real? And they were like, yeah, you can deposit it. So that was another one. I got one from not Lowe's, the other one. Home Depot. Home Depot. It was a lot of times where a lot of their accounts were getting, or the scanners at their yeah. company were getting hacked into. And so I got wow. stuff changed. You've probably had them too. Oh. You don't realize Oh, no, I, do. I know. Yeah. I, I opted, I didn't opt in for one of them because I was like, I really it didn't affect me. And I like would rather it was something related to food. And I would be like, if this affected some people, like I don't want to opt in for 67 cents mm-hmm. for something that never affected me. I was in an audible one. Cause it was before credits rolled I over. For, I got one for audible too. It's Cause I was one of the early, early, uh-huh. early on that. So I think I got like just two credits, but the one that was like the best one was, um, I feel like I, I must've told you this before. I don't know if I've said on the podcast, but my information was found on the dark web. That's actually where my one from Home Depot came from. They sold my information <laughs> on the dark web. That's what it was. Home, you heard it here first. Home Depot loves the dark web. <laughs> <laughs> no, when there was, oh my God, what did they call it? I know what you're talking about when everybody's phone got, phones got hacked for that stuff. Uh-huh. What was it called? The fappening. So- it was like all these celebrities, nudes were getting leaked, mm-hmm. like all this information. That. And Jennifer, Lawrence, Lawrence, that was, was one like of the biggest, biggest ones. ones yep. And so I got a notification that, and it wasn't even like a settlement because it was like, I think it was like a federal case or something like, or I don't know, it was just, it was higher. I don't think it was, I don't think it was even, I don't think it was class action, mm-hmm. but my information was found on the hard drives of this person and so you did tell me yeah they had to reach out to everybody who's was either their information was published or even if it wasn't published because it was like we don't know if it's been published somewhere that we haven't found yet or if they just have this information we don't know if they anyone else does but they had to do all that and so I used to get like weekly and I didn't have to opt in like it was like you would have I would have to like call to be like don't give me the lowdown but I would get like every day like every week I would get like updates for the impending trial and like things like new new happenings in this. And then during the trial, I would get like a full write-up like every single day of what had happened this day, this day, this day. And I was like, wow, I wasn't famous enough for you to leak anything. But like, to be fair, I also- You flipped have, your own. Oh yeah, that was an accident. But like, I don't have any like <laughs> new, like I don't, I, and like, I don't have, I mean, I should probably, I think I should definitely take some nudes now. But like, I didn't have anything. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well- but I did feel it was a wild. I would like to, I feel like that's a bucket list item. It's like sue somebody and win, but it needs to be for something that like. Something good. But yep. it also didn't hurt you. Exactly. Yeah. It needs to be for something that's like validate. Like it's, this is, oh, the act of suing you. I'm enjoying this. Like this is a really petty, satisfying act. Like this process, I'm enjoying watching you squirm. But the, what you did didn't hurt me. It was just, I have a case to do this and then I can win. Yeah be nice mm-hmm. i think it's probably more likely i will be i mean <laughs> what at least we'd be in it together <laughs> to be fair we'd be in it t- 
there are some we'd be in together. But I maybe I would just bring you down from some other ones that are very unrelated to you. I'd be like, come along. Anyways, if you're still listening, let us know in the comments of our latest Instagram post. Have you ever been sued? Are you have you ever sued anyone? Have you ever been in any class action lawsuits? What was it for? And what did you get if you can legally disclose? That is it for the episode. We hope you enjoyed. Go leave a review on the podcast app. If you haven't already subscribed to our Patreon. We hope you all enjoyed. Go leave a review on the podcast app. If you, I mean, just do it. If you have or you haven't, leave it a review. We appreciate it so much. And we will. See you all next time. Goodbye. Don't Blame Me is a production by me. Executive produced by Melissa DeMonts and Diamond Imprint Productions. Edited by Coco Lawrence. Post-production sound by Chris Henry. Production assistance by Melanie D. Watson. Music by Ryan Hunter and Giacomo Picasso.